I once had a woman say to me, oh, I'm trying to think if I was on Clubhouse or Instagram or what I was talking about this. And she responded, yes, but I want someone who's capable of protecting me. And I still <laughs> oh. don't see the correlation. <laughs> yeah. I understand that, um, you know, desire, but I still, yeah. I mean, you can be capable of protecting someone and not Yeah, and also feet. like the taller they get, the more like back problems and stuff they have too. <laughs> so you want, a, you want a short, stocky guy if you want protection, come on. <laughs> so, short and swift. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. We are breakup coaches, here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of X-Files. This is going to be a moving on episode. Do you have anything to say about that, Claire? (laughs) Oh, we like the moving on episodes. We're ready for some some positivity around here. Yes. (laughs) So, of course, X-Files is breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. We talk about all three things, and we like to do moving on episodes that are about dating again or looking forward to your future or relationships. And those are fun. Mm. That's what we're doing today. Yeah. But before we start, something that we haven't really asked much if ever is if you enjoy the show we would really love if you would pay it forward by sharing it with a friend or on your ig stories do it today it's just a fun way to make sure that more people are listening and finding the show and that we're getting more exposure so yeah if you do end up sharing us on instagram make sure to tag us and we'll send you some x file stickers how does that perfect yes (laughs) So please, please share us and tag us and all of the things. We really appreciate it. If you tag us, it'll also give us the opportunity to connect one-on-one with you, which I do know that people enjoy doing. So yes, yes, we, we love it. And even though our DMs have gotten a lot busier than when we started the show yes. and we were like, mm-hmm. we're not too cool to be in our DMs, we are still not too <laughs> cool, but we are also just like not that efficient as well. <laughs> well, we do answer the DMs. It's yes. just difficult to give advice and to uh, as is what the the problem has become <laughs> yeah yeah so it's, just being yeah. being a forthright about that forthright. <laughs> however we do really like hearing from people if you yeah. love the show please do let us know but let us know by leaving a five-star review as well yay thank you right, let's get into things yeah so slow dating what is slow dating Mm-hmm. Simply put, slow dating is taking a step back from the insect instinct to connect with as many people as possible and mm-hmm. instead focus on building meaningful connections with people and taking the time to determine if there's someone you can eventually build a meaningful connection with. Yep. And I thought this would be a good episode to do because I personally think that slow dating is the way to go. I think that it's probably the healthiest way to build a relationship. Um, And micro dating, I'm just simply curious about. So I'm not sure necessarily that I'm as much of an advocate for micro dating. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm definitely an advocate for slow dating, but I thought it'd be fun to talk about a couple of trends that are out there right now. 
I love it. Yeah. And these yeah. were new terms to me. So I'm excited oh, really? as well. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I've been wanting to do this for ages. And the funny thing is actually, I'm in a group thread with a bunch of like dating coach and matchmaker friends. And I went in there yesterday and asked, um, for everyone's input on if you use micro dating in your matchmaking business and a bunch of people responded that they didn't know what it was. So I'm Ooh. not sure how this came onto my consciousness, but yeah, I've known what it was for a while, but awesome. we're educating the world. Um, yes. Kate Ballesteri, psychologist, founder of Modern Intimacy. By the way, go and check out this website. I came across it when I was uh, researching for this episode, and I really like what she's doing. She says, at its core, it is a focus on getting to know fewer people at the same time so you can stay present with them, and more importantly, yourself, and thoroughly evaluate the quality of the connection. I love it. That's definitely how I go about dating. I think it served me well recently. I have done the opposite in the past and it didn't serve me at all. So maybe mm-hmm. that's <laughs> maybe that's why I'm cheering for this approach. Yeah. Some oh, characteristics awesome. of slow dating might be DMing with fewer people. So if you are on an app, not just swipe, 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 and just talking with whomever contacts you or answers you, but Mm -hmm. actually, you know, being really mindful of who you swipe on and then really mindful of who you actually start speaking with. Mm -hmm. It can also be focusing more on learning about the other person rather than trying to get to the first date so quickly. So I don't know about you, Claire, but I have lots of friends on the apps. I'm not currently, but I know that there's this approach of swipe connecting with someone and then seeing if you just want to have a date really quickly. I mean, Mm -hmm. some people will connect with someone and then have a date like that weekend. And rather than like kind of building like this mini relationship in the app, it's just, you know, when can we connect? When can we go out? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, setting up multiple dates in a weekend, only talking to someone for a few days rather than waiting until you know if you like them to have the date. Yeah. And I feel like I I want to talk more about this because I think on other episodes, I think maybe Saskia's episode with the when we were talking about dating app photos, we were talking about how if you if you live close to each other, if you don't set up a date, first date within a week, mm-hmm. it probably won't happen. It's going to fizzle out. Mm-hmm. Or if you live like kind of far from each other, set up that first date within a month. So we like, have said that. And I yes. still sort of <laughs> agree to a certain extent, but I think that even if you meet within a week, um, you can base it on liking the person rather on yeah. just if they want to go out with you yeah (laughs) which I have known of many horrible first dates because it was really just okay we connected when can we have drinks yeah yeah so that's good so so what it could look like is like talking for maybe three or four days Mm -hmm. and you're like actually the vibe is good let's set something up for a couple days from now or a video chat, which we're going video to talk chat. about. Ooh, yes. Huge fan, huge fan. Yes. <laughs> so apparently, according to experts or people in the industry, having a video chat or phone call before planning a first 
date in person Mm -hmm. is a big part of slow dating. I love that. I love Mm -hmm. that practice. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. In fact, my, some of my dating coach friends responded that they thought um, that having a video date was just was essential. Ooh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't done a video date before, but I did do a phone call before a first date one time and I really appreciated it. And it was actually the guy who initiated it. Yes. Like, Hey, let's do do that. Yeah. And I was like, this is actually wonderful. got to like, make sure the, the banter was there. Um, so that was really good. Um, it shows so much like courage and initiative and confidence to initiate a phone call. And I I have to say, I've also had men do that before going out for the first time. And it makes you feel kind of special. You know, I mean, I think we rely so much on texting these days. And when someone, you know, wants to talk, there's, there's something nice about it. Yeah. There's something Mm -hmm. nice about it and definitely get the, like the butterflies and stuff. I know, um, (laughs) maybe millennials to Gen Zers have a reputation for being like, I literally cannot talk on the phone with anyone because like (laughs) social anxiety, but lean into it. I mean, the worst that can happen is you're like, okay, no vibes with this person. And now I don't have to meet them in person. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And it really does add just something a little different to do it. Yeah. So I think someone's going to maybe even be looking forward to meeting you more after oh my God. because you've had a phone call. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, like there's no way to check in on the pheromones uh, between the two of you, but sometimes people's voices can um, be either disappointing or very appointing uh really nice uh, uh, when i was on okay cupid <laughs> years and years ago i had been talking with this guy he was overseas and so we had been talking for a couple weeks before meeting up well we never met up and this is <laughs> this is why so i have this thing i really love gr- adult tree houses and i want to like have one and stay in one and like travel around and go to adult tree houses and I happened to connect with someone in OkCupid who was overseas building one Ah. it was like what he did so Ah. I'm like yes yes (laughs) (laughs) and then once he got back into town he called me and I seriously could not go out with him his voice (laughs) was just uh, he was he just seemed so timid and soft and just like the complete opposite of how I had pictured him yeah and just kind of awkward and I there was just something about how he talked that like immediately I was like I can't do this I don't this is a no for me (laughs) it was weird and he was really hurt too and when I when I told him but I I what did you tell him I did you I tell him it was him his voice? No, <laughs> I text him through the app and said I didn't think it was going to work out. <laughs> He's like, it's my voice, right? <laughs> I, no, I that would be quite insulting. I did not tell him that. <laughs> oh. So back to slow dating. It could also look like working on your list of what you need, want, and desire, and then referring to it as you meet people. Yeah, something I've done recently, and it it really helps to make sure that you're being true to yourself. Slow dating could also look like having short and sweet initial dates. 
Mm-hmm. It could also look like dating for a period of time before becoming exclusive with someone. Or yeah. maybe, yeah, you know, even when you do, still making sure that you space it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's so easy to like rush into exclusivity with someone when you're so excited about them mm-hmm. and yep. it seems like the connection is there. So and I, but I think still you can be exclusive and say, but we should still um, you can take, take it slow, slow and be exclusive. Yeah, because yeah. I understand you can lose your enthusiasm for dating other people, which has absolutely you know, yes. happened to me. You're like, I've but recently still, experienced this. <laughs> I oh just saw David uh, last night for the first time in a week and a half. And because I said, I told him after we hung out last time, like, it's just, it's happening really fast and Mm -hmm. I'm loving it, but you know, I promised myself that I was going to be slow. And so, you know, like I said, you know, last weekend, I, (gasps) you know, I just wanted to have it to myself and he was awesome. Um, do you want to share his name on the podcast? Oh, I don't care. Should I not? Oh, I don't know because we had like code names and oh, so for I wasn't sure. Yeah, for exes. <laughs> I know, but like, okay, yeah, I can say I mean, that again. That is a vote of confidence. So, David, oh, when you listen, I can to this, say it again because I you think want. he he does listen. <laughs> so that's like vote of confidence, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I yeah, and if he becomes my ex, well, we'll come up for a name. deal with it then. Come up <laughs> for a name. Come up with a name for Come him. Come up with a name <laughs> for him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nice. So, so some the current guy that I'm seeing. I've embarrassed Janice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. Okay, cool. Um, so some benefits of slow dating. So staying mindful about a connection rather than getting caught up in the chemistry or attraction allows you to let a genuine connection build instead of just Mm -hmm. like riding that chemical high of being like oh my god someone loves me or likes me Mm -hmm. and their their pheromones are really nice um okay it's awesome which is why taking the weekend off or taking a week off or spacing things out can be really good because so often when you're first seeing someone you want to see them all the time because of the hormones Mm -hmm. and because they're it's so sexual it's so so sexual (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) well you want to see someone a lot because you want to have sex with them (laughs) well Ah. I mean other reasons but (laughs) yeah um I agree so (laughs) it is sometimes easier to be open and honest with someone about what you're looking for when you're speaking over a virtual platform rather than like talking to someone's face so right yeah it's easier to like you know set those boundaries and be like actually i'm looking for someone who isn't a rodeo clown and travels uh you know 10 months out of the year i don't know so (laughs) i'd be cool with that so yes going back to having video dates and being on the app before starting to see each other in person all of the time yeah and even when you do meet in person like we're saying you can still space things out and talk in between about what you're you know looking for and what you're feeling and things like that awesome according to jordan green writing for the website pure wow people are spending more time getting to know each other and spending more time in the courtship phase before having sex Ooh. So why is this necessarily a good thing? Well, according to Green, many people find it 
easier to open up about preferences, priorities, fears, hopes, and feelings while dating virtually in contrast to in person. He says, this makes it easier to weed out people who don't have the same values and goals. It also makes it easier to get to know someone more quickly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I I can definitely see how this works. I think, you know, in-person chemistry is quite important, but um, you're going to have chemistry with a lot of people. And so you want to find the Venn diagram of people that you have chemistry with and who have like those values and stuff. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, especially if you've um, been coming out of a breakup and you're like, you know, this Mm -hmm. isn't gonna prevent you from getting hurt, but it will put like more um, protections in place uh, so that you're not getting unnecessarily hurt by getting like really attached to someone that you end up like months down the road talking about values and realizing that you're not compatible. Yes. Totally. And again, when you're first getting to know someone, it can be more challenging to say these things in person. Yeah. I mean, it is for me when I don't really know someone to talk about really personal stuff, but it is a bit easier when you're texting or on the phone for whatever reason, because you're not comfortable with them yet. Yeah. Or Hmm. even over video chat, because I think it, I don't know, I do like seeing someone's face, like how they're reacting Hmm. to what I'm saying. So, okay, okay. Okay. I don't know. So for me, I would say it's easier on the phone, though. I'm trying to think if I've ever had a very personal or intimate conversation on zoom before (laughs) nothing's really coming to mind but I have over the phone yeah and again with my current relationship I'm not sure how we're going to end up referring to him um when we first started going out I actually asked if we could talk over the phone and I was just like just so you know I go really slow and you know I know that you're really into me but you have no idea how you're gonna feel in a few months so <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm like, sorry to be, you know, pessimistic, but I just know how this works. So we have to, you know, go, go slow yeah. and not get, you know, overly excited about our future. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, that, that should be a green flag. If you're, if you're ever, you know, talking to someone who is trying to rush things along and mm-hmm. isn't acting reacting positively to wanting to slow things down yeah um that feels like manipulative and yep. kind of like yes. they're trying to force intimacy before it's like earned yeah you know? a little bit of love bombing we are yeah. going to talk about this and one of the reasons that i also love both of these things is the boundaries and that you get a chance to see how someone responds to pretty basic boundaries and not everyone responds well to them <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so um it also allows for time between interactions to help you be objective about what you actually experience. So instead of like rushing from step to step, you get time to like, you know, you've you've probably had that with a conversation where you like a couple days later, you're like, actually, I don't like that. <laughs> like, yep. Yes. Um, and yeah. when you're hanging out with someone all the time, you don't get to you you don't get to do that. I mean, it's it's happened to me. Yeah. How can you? They're there. Too much all the data time. all at once. And you're um, if you're not with them, then you're planning, you know, to see them that night and looking forward to that or thinking about that rather than just sitting and reflecting on what's happened so far. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so speaking of reflection, it gives mm. you time for reflection mm -hmm. to think about how the person is treating you. It's also safer because you have more information about the person first. And yes. speaking of setting boundaries and people not reacting well to boundaries, I mean, I don't want to be a fear mon monger, but, you know, I think a, most of female presenting people um, realize that when dating male presenting people, you are at a physical disadvantage and mm -hmm. sometimes yeah. the worst thing can happen. And so if you're, you know, delivering uncomfortable messages over technology, then mm -hmm. it gives you that layer of protection yes. so that someone's reaction has, doesn't have the possibility of hurting you. So, yeah. <laughs> and also just the fact that meeting someone online obviously comes with some dangers. And also there's lots of fears around meeting someone that you've met online. Yeah. And if right? you get to know them more, if you have a video call with them first, if you have a short date, if you talk in between, there's much less, you know, likely of a chance that something's um, going to happen. Yeah. Oh my God. If my like, if if when because <laughs> when Facebook just came out, it was still like really weird to have your real name online. Um, because I remember it was like, oh my god, is this a safety issue to put your real name online? And here I am oh, now with like a very public podcast uh -huh. and like my real name on everything. <laughs> I'm trying um, to think if I had that fear, to be honest. Oh yeah. It was like all the adults were like, don't use your real name. Don't use your real information online. Pedophiles mm -hmm. are going to find you and show up at your house <laughs> and abduct you. Right. <laughs> like that was, uh -huh. that was what was going to happen. So, I mean, that has happened. Did you ever watch <laughs> how to catch a predator? <laughs> no. Cause my imagination is already, oh, I've watched all the episodes God. in my imagination. I'm sure that show like I loved it and it was yeah. so freaky I could not they got people just left and right just constantly predators was, God, that was on ages ago um do you know why they ended up canceling it why because it was telling them how to evade capture no one so basically the guy would go to the supposed child's house and they would arrest him when he showed up and it was on TV. And oh my God. Yeah. So basically they had um, moles who would speak to someone yeah. and then convince them, not even really convince them, just like, pro oh, propose to come over or the guy would normally, you know, propose yeah. to go. And then they'd show up and there would be cops waiting to arrest them when they got there because of the conversation and, you know, the fact yeah. that they were eliciting sex from a minor. They, they knew um, that they were a minor. Yeah, No, it was, yeah. I mean, what these assholes were doing was completely illegal. Um, yeah. But anyways, it was on TV and um, one of the guys <laughs> committed suicide and they, because ruined his life. Well, Which, I mean, what, what do you expect? I, like, <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah, but they, that's why they ended up taking it off the air. Uh, well, I know. Tricky, huh? I don't have a lot of sympathy for him. So I, I know that's just no. what happened. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. They're like, this was some bad. I mean, these kids were posing so. mostly as 13 and 14 year olds. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. Really Very Lolita vibes. Um, okay, so. 
uh i finished right, more all of my pros <laughs> of slow dating there is space and time to consider your potential compatibility with a person before meeting them or seeing them again similar to what we were saying before yeah. there's also taking some of the awkwardness out of a first date by seeing them over video or having phone calls with them yeah because you you already have a tiny bit of comfort um established so i think yeah. that's really great yeah. you are going to have fewer bad dates because you have gotten to know the person a bit first if you have a bad phone call per my example earlier or a bad video chat you can always say that you're not going to meet them in person yeah. because you already know that it's awkward. <laughs> yeah. You're like, mm, yeah, it's not working. So right. It is a great solution for those who feel burnt out with dating apps and are constantly searching for someone to meet up with. Let's mm. have a different approach here. Yeah. And of course it makes it easier to execute boundaries or walk away. When you're going slow with someone, um, yeah, you don't feel the pressure to make them happy because, you know, you've gotten in over your head. It's all, it's still about your boundaries. And if they violate your boundaries because you're going slow, you'll be able to end things without feeling, you know, devastated, heartbroken. Yeah. And whatnot. Whatnot. So, so. are there cons? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. I mean, I yeah, I think the main con is that some people may feel more invested if they're putting in more time, like really getting to know someone yeah. over text yeah. or over phone calls. It's like you're mm -hmm. you're making kind of kind of a parasocial relationship mm -hmm. yeah. at that point. And so, you know, I think it's important during this process, you're you are having the perspective of like vetting someone mm -hmm. um you know like yes you're getting to know them but um really trying to keep your expectations your stories all of those things in check and be like i'm just interviewing a candidate if i was interviewing a candidate for work i would not be getting emotionally invested in whether this person will accept my job offer mm -hmm. um <laughs> you know try to keep things um, while you're getting to know someone, try to keep it like distant, at least in your mind. Yes. And even once that. you meet in person, yeah, you can continue to vet them, but you still don't have to be talking every day. Uh, yeah. I just want to look up the episode that I did, uh, called slow down because I went into great detail about how you can get to know someone while still taking it slow. Yes. Uh, let me take a look. It was a long time ago, but it was, I actually really liked that episode. Yeah. So dear listener, Claire and I used to do solo episodes. Um, yes. We don't anymore due to the fact that this whole show has taken on a life of itself and we don't have the capacity. Um, but okay. It was episode 45 Ooh! and it was last june that i did it oh my god oh my that's crazy god. um so i talk about um yeah how to take things slow in dating and relationships so go and check that out lovely so let's remember though the pitfalls of yes. moving too quickly with why someone. are we talking about this at all 
<laughs> yeah. Why are we talking about this? Because the alternative could be to move too fast with someone. You're potentially ignoring some red flags. You're being driven by chemistry over compatibility. You're just kind of like, I don't know. I think that it's um, maybe like the feeling of being chosen is like so strong that you're like, I want to convince this person to like me. And then mm -hmm. they like you and you're like, oh, I don't know if I yes. like them. For so. some reason, I feel like what you just said affects women more than men. Mm -hmm. I think women, for some reason, really desire relationships on a different level than a lot of men do for instance you'll hear women talking about this year is going to be the year I meet my soulmate more than you hear men saying those things yeah and so I do think that and I think that it's extremely problematic to feel like someone's you know choosing you um yeah. because it should be completely reciprocal and I yeah I think that you can get into really unhealthy situations when you're just going for the feeling of being chosen but yeah. i think for some reason that, that um that hits women and that, that mean, women are driven by that i can think of many many reasons like i mean society oh, okay. just like societal mm -hmm. messages like every disney movie ever um it's it's always you know the prince and the princess end up together and yeah. you know and then also like maybe like ancestrally like um in the past women have been very dependent on men for survival because like we weren't independent outside of the house um mm. because of society and society's rules and so like getting a man to choose you gave your life like safety and security on some level okay. that you wouldn't get as a single person in yeah. like previous historical societies <laughs> well if, even if we have inherited that because of evolution i want all the women listening to know that if you go in with the belief and knowledge that you know you hold all the cards i think that you're going to attract going to attract yes. much higher quality men exactly yeah and this is this is the new reality so yeah you know mm -hmm. you can like hear that programming happening that yeah. society or whatever has like put in there and be like, actually, no, um, things have changed. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's no longer, um, it's no longer that way. So no, it is not. Going. And a good, and a good man doesn't, doesn't, you know, go after a woman who's approaching things in that way. If you yeah. ask me, we have loved creating free and accessible healing resources for people around the world who are looking for support on their breakups, broken hearts, and moving on journeys. Each day we receive DMs from many of you who have let us know the positive impact X-Files is making in your life. Our vision for the second year of our show is something that we both feel so completely. We are looking forward to continuing to share useful resources each week, but also expanding our offerings to help people go more deeply with their healing and growth. Part of our vision is expanding the connection with our community. And to do that, we are thrilled to be launching the X-Files Patreon. Growing this aspect of our community will allow us to keep creating great content for everyone each week and also start developing even more healing resources and support. 
we would love for you to be part of the first group of the X-Files patrons. So head to the link in the show notes now to sign up for either the $5 or the $10 level. And we will both be looking forward to connecting with you very soon. Um, also, one um, a pitfall of moving too quickly with someone is that you can very easily um, forget what it is that you promised yourself that you were going to you know, do and look mm-hmm. for. It's easier to stay true to yourself and your boundaries and your needs and wants and desires if you're going slow rather than just being driven by how good it feels. Yeah. So speaking of boundaries... That is a big reason why slow dating is so effective. How do you set boundaries early in dating other than taking it slow? Set and keep time limits. We talk about this a lot. I talk about this a lot, but it is honestly one of the easiest ways to see if someone respects your boundaries is by how they respect what you say about time that just felt like the longest sentence in the world. Okay. So for instance, if you say that you will meet for one drink, do they try and pressure you to stay longer? If you say that you would rather have a video chat first, do they like, are they just like, cool? Or are they trying to push it more? Yeah. Are they easygoing about it? Only say yes to things that you are truly excited about. Again, this seems simple, but I think a lot of the times when people are really attracted to someone or just want a relationship so bad that they kind of talk themselves into doing things that they might not really want to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, for instance, I don't know, if someone invited me to go bowling. Mm-hmm. I would say no because I hate it. But I think a lot of people <laughs> might be it. like, well, I want to seem easygoing and I want to be with them. So I'm just going to yeah. do it. Mm. But again, if you just tell the person, I'm really not into that and see how they react. Because some people will push and push and push until you do the thing. And some yeah. people will be like, okay, cool. End of story. Do something else. Yeah. Tell each other what you are both looking for. Again, This is why we're saying have the video chat first, have the phone call first, meet up, and then maybe wait a week or two before meeting up again so that you can put these things out there, um, perhaps not in person and not, um, and before you get too attached. Mm -hmm. Talk about availability and space needs. This is something that's also come up for me recently. Um, It says a lot about the person you're seeing if they respect this. I've had multiple people ask to come over and visit me in the middle of the day. That is the easiest way to get me to not want to date you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If you like me, but don't want to go out with me anymore, ask to come and say hi in the middle of the day. Yeah. You're out seas. Out seas. (laughs) And just dear listener, that's because I've been very clear with people that although I do work from home, I and working and yeah um, exactly do not over communicate too early on so what I mean by this is not 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 over sharing but that you're not texting and calling all day every day yeah mm-hmm. yeah basically like frequency of communication yes. I guess not like 
depth of communication right yes do <laughs> communicate about what you want what you're looking for um make your, your boundaries maybe you know things that come up but you don't need to talk constantly please I think it is such a bad idea when you go on one date with a person and then start texting every day mm -hmm. because you get connected so quickly and then you feel mm -hmm. like you're obligated to this person and then you feel like you're in a relationship because you're talking all the time yeah <laughs> Yeah. So like keep it to certain hours of the day that you yeah. respond or mm -hmm. kind of uh, maybe keep an eye on how many text messages you're sending back and forth and mm -hmm. just kind of um, I think awareness will uh, lead to a lot of changes in this. I think mm -hmm. a lot of us just aren't aware of how much we are doing and how much time mm -hmm. we're spending messaging someone. So and I, um, I, it's just, I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, this is also why, why I put this in here is that it's a good way to see again, how the person respects your boundaries and going yeah. back to, you know, recent experience, I had completely said this to someone and then woke up and had like four texts from them from the night before, because they were thinking about me. And I'm like, yeah, well, okay, you're thinking about me. That's great. But I said, I didn't want to talk all the time. Yeah. I said, I wanted to take things slow. You know, I said, I'm seeing other people. And so, and you've just completely disregarded all of that. Like, what am yeah. I supposed to do? Waking up to four messages about how much you're thinking about me. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't mean know. to sound mean, but I mean, I just felt like my, my boundary was violated. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think like maybe that person just kept pushing because they've always gotten the message that if they are enthusiastically like texting someone over and over mm -hmm. again, it's like, you know, it's going to put them out ahead of all the other people that you're dating. And it's like, mm, no, no, not at but all. Not actually. when I've said yeah, exactly. <laughs> that I don't want like, this. Because they're listening to their you know, what they think rather than what you have told yeah, them exactly. will work. And that's what's mm -hmm. important to like distinguish. It's like, right. oh, this person is not listening to me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what it's about. Um, mm -hmm. Small things add up to be big things. So yeah. if someone's disregarding what you tell them, not a good sign. Yeah. They're on their own agenda. They're not yeah. paying attention to yours at all. Exactly. So um, another way to set boundaries early in dating is to talk about how you prefer to communicate. Do you like to send voice memos over texting? Say so. Yeah. yeah. It's just easy things to talk about. Yeah, exactly. And, and then seeing what the other person does. Yeah. You can speak up when you don't like something. This is a big deal. And you don't, you don't have to like make it weird or be confrontational. Be like, oh my God. I just, yeah. this is actually not a good thing for me. I don't like that actually. Like, I know you didn't do it on purpose, but I don't like that. You know? I um, get people, um, especially men tease me a lot because I'm very uh, animated. Yeah. And although I am animated, I actually really don't like it. <laughs> the teasing? I, yeah. No, I really don't. I, and it, I think yeah. maybe it's just, I've dealt with it like my whole life and people keep going because they you know, they think they're having fun with it because I'm responding, but, um, yeah. And I had to actually set a boundary with it recently. And I just said, uh, you know, I actually don't really like when people tease me. 
Yeah, and, why would you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Know. I didn't like getting transported back to elementary school. Exactly. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I'm so, I want to be romantically interested in you, not kind of like feeling like we're on a playground right now. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. don't leave me alone. But even when like, I'm responding, you know, negatively, I think people might think I'm into it because I'm so responsive, but I'm, I'm actually, you know, hoping that they'll stop. And so, yeah, I had to say something. Yikes. Yeah, mm. no, definitely speak up about that. <laughs> so, um, setting a boundary could be not going on another date with someone. If there are things about them that you are questioning, like I am a big believer in like, Hey, that sinking intuitive feeling in your chest that you don't know mm. the reason why you're feeling it, you can still listen to that. If that's there, you don't have to stick around and be like, oh, now I know I've proven that that feeling was correct because now I've seen what it was that I was subconsciously aware of, but not consciously. Mm -hmm. So, you know, hey, you don't have to go on another date with someone if you don't have a good feeling about it. We do make the argument that like, hey, if you have a good time with someone yeah. and you feel a friend vibe and you just don't feel sparks, you should go on another date. That's very different than being like, I just didn't like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that I'm not into different. it. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know how to say no. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then also with physical intimacy, like let's talk about safe sex timelines on that being vocal about what you do like mm -hmm. um once you are being intimate and that can be like you know anything from touch to the really you know r-rated stuff like you you should be talking about what you like and good people good partners will not only be like super receptive to mm -hmm. it but they'll also be able to implement <laughs> what you are saying so mm -hmm. um and if you're having a different experience of uh the uh reception of what you're saying then that is a really big red flag yes maybe or don't someone's go out with them anymore yep. someone's pressuring you making fun of what you say making light of it belittling you all yeah. of these things um, so. And then just as far as, you know, setting boundaries early in dating, um, it can, you know, just be like, if someone invites you over making, you know, a cute comment about, you know, oh, are we going to have sex or are you trying to get me into bed? And, you yeah. know, opening up the conversation about it rather than just going with the flow rather than ever using your words. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you slow date? Well, um, number one, have you looked at your patterns? Do you have a type or something you have found that really attracts you? Are you willing to do things differently and see if you get different results? Yes. That might be a wonderful way to slow things down is mm -hmm. like actually going outside of your type. Um, because for whatever reason, um, your type may be making you go faster than yes. is like really recommended for slow mm -hmm. dating. Um, and Especially if you have a physical type. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. physical type. Oh my God. 
Yeah. <laughs> so my, one of my favorite tips is if you're using an app is to swipe on the maybes as far as physicality goes mm-hmm. and then see how the conversation is. Seriously, you might be so surprised if you date outside your physical type, how well it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, if you think back to all the people that you've met in person and that you were attracted to for me um it like i probably wouldn't have picked them out of a lineup on a dating app it's something Mm -hmm. about like the way they move and the way they talk and carry Mm -hmm. themselves like that's what's so attractive and so yeah swipe on the maybes because maybe they have that like special sauce that you can't see in a picture but Mm -hmm. that like really makes them super magnetic to you um I mean, so much about what makes a person magnetic is not physical. Yeah. In fact, a lot of the women, even women who uh, we both know and women, women who I really, really respect say that the, their current partner is completely opposite of what they normally quote went for and that they are very happy in their relationship. So everyone just try it. (laughs) yeah just try it you might find some new things that you're into Um, (laughs) because of the positive experiences you're like wow I have a new thing that I like now Um, this is why I harp on so much about the whole six feet only thing yeah it's because I just I think it's it it's just it's not a recipe for any type of success in in dating yeah and like I'm sorry, girls, especially if you're really like not if you're if you're not 5'11, I have less sympathy for only having six foot and up in your dating profile. It's like you're I mean, at that point, you're you're canceling out so many people who could be like really, really good partners for you mm-hmm. just on this thing that like means nothing doesn't matter. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, so I get it. I'm a tall, I'm five eight. So, you know, like I can't, I feel it is attractive. I just think they're the same height as me, but like Mm -hmm. if someone's like that magnetic to me, it doesn't matter, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I once had a woman say to me, Oh, I'm trying to think if I was on clubhouse or Instagram or what I was talking about this. And she responded, yes, but I want someone who's capable of protecting me. And I still (laughs) don't see the correlation. (laughs) Yeah. I understand that, um, you know, desire, but I still, yeah. I mean, you can be capable of protecting someone and not yeah and also like the taller they get the more like back problems and stuff they have (laughs) so you want it you want a short stocky guy if you want protection come on (laughs) short and swift (laughs) yeah yeah it's like gonna run into like less structural problems (laughs) (laughs) that's a good point uh yeah um anyway I'm I'm gonna stop going down that road now. Um, okay, we'll so- do a whole episode on Claire's six feet and over. Yeah, what or like or like unpopular opinions. We could have Ooh. a whole episode just upset a lot of people. Yes, talking about who should pay oh. and gender dynamics and dating mm-hmm. and um, who should initiate. Well, yeah, we'll make a lot of people mad yeah. <laughs> with my opinions about certain things. 
All right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, also check in on what has typically caused things to end when you've met people in the past. That's really um, something good. On my website, you can find a relationship patterns uh, worksheet. So you can put in like three really important relationships in your life and like look at the patterns. And so what caused things to end is something that could be a pattern. Uh, limit your time on the apps and be mindful of who you are selecting to swipe on and how you interact with people on there. So maybe instead of just like checking it whenever you have a spare moment throughout the day, instead block out time each day to check and only do it within that window. Yes. Um, and that way you can be much more thoughtful, mindful, and meaningful with your interactions during that time. Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of people sitting on the toilet swiping on apps. Don't be one of them. Okay, so <laughs> I have a very strict rule of no phone on the toilet. Good. Cool, 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 cool. And especially at <laughs> just personally I, <laughs> I knew that would just like you're like I can't even sit here I can't right now. I can't so I gross. never hold it when I'm sitting on, on the throne <laughs> it's so unladylike <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah um I mean also, I don't have that rule but on the apps come on like you're looking for your partner I'll be on my phone while you're going not on the apps exactly like i have a boundary there also if you do do this do not tell anyone that you're communicating with anyone. that you're on the toilet when you're ugh. maybe I've stop had friends do that to me and i'm like i it might be like wish your... i didn't know that right. yeah it might be jinxing your relationship too it's like hardly the way to like oh my god I mo remember the moment I first saw her face. I was sitting on the toilet, totally. swiping on How the How much apps. can this possibly mean to you if you're <laughs> on the toilet? Yeah, <laughs> you're not telling the universe that this is an important part of oh your life. Oh my god, that is such a good point. <laughs> I think I found the outtake for this episode that'll go at the front. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no no swiping while shitting yeah <laughs> um and cool. also just to go back to the whole point <laughs> about this is that we're <laughs> we're trying to have fewer connections and fewer conversations and so yeah. if you are just going on the apps once a day or every other day you'll be connecting with fewer people that you're you know um selecting because of the quality and you'll be having fewer conversations and hopefully better matches so slow dating, communicate with multiple people, but keep it limited at the same time. So we're talking about a handful of people that you think have potential, not yeah. everybody that you connect with, but also make sure that even if you're super excited about someone that you continue to speak with other people, you can mm -hmm. seriously have an amazing attraction with someone and find out within a week that you know, they're a douche. And then, you, you know, you've put everybody else aside. Um, be intentional about how you are getting to know someone. Make sure to find out and discuss the following. What you are both looking for, compatibility factors that are important to you, interests, values, etc. Yeah. All things to find out um, up front. Avoid talking too much about the future. 
We are not looking five years down the road. We are looking five days down the road when we're slow Mm -hmm. dating and getting to know someone. Uh, We talk a lot on X-Files about the stories that we tell. And this goes into that. If you're telling a story about the fact that you've connected so much with someone and now you're, you know, looking at how things are going to be a year from now, that's a story that you're telling yourself that has nothing really to do with reality. So furthermore, when you meet somebody, even if you have a great connection with them on the app, don't go around telling a story about just what the first date means. So I have a rule that I've mentioned here that if I go on a date with someone, I don't go around telling all my friends that I've met a great guy and that I have a date with them and that I'm super excited because that in and of itself is telling a story about what's about to happen. Yeah. So in fact, I typically don't even tell anyone that I'm going on dates because I just don't want there to be like this energy out with everyone. Oh, how did it go? You know, that type of thing. I just want to see, just have my own experience. Mm-hmm. Be open about your sexual expectations. I think mm-hmm. that this is good conversation to have when you're slow dating. Um, and that's just the fact that you want to have multiple dates before having sex for the first time. Okay. Not yeah. like I expect you to. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> thank you. I'm realizing that I should have clarified this. Okay. So we're talking about slow dating, which we haven't explicitly said, but would involve seeing this person multiple times before having sex, presumably. And so I just think that it's good to be open about that if that is, you know, part of what you consider slow dating to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you can have quite good. casual conversations about, about this. Yeah. And, and it's like, also a good way to see if the person respects your boundary around it. Yes. I think, um, I forget who says it. I know we've brought it up before, but it's like as soon in the process as you can, tell this person no and see how they react um whether Mm -hmm. that's saying no to sex or no to a place that they suggest no to bowling uh (laughs) and again i had an experience with someone a while back and i actually felt that i needed to tell them before we hung out that i was only going to be hanging out with them but like i wasn't going to go home with them i wasn't going to have them here i'm not exactly sure how i phrased it but i actually texted them ahead of time and just said you know i'm happy you know i'm excited to hang out but i just want you to know like i only want to hang out um i don't want to be intimate with you or something like that and they said okay over text but then once we got together they were like are you sure are you sure i'm like yes i'm fucking sure yeah. Like, why are you even asking me if I'm sure? Ugh. Yeah. It's a, just like I said, it's a very good way to see if the person respects what you've said and yeah. doesn't ask again and again. Yeah. Slow dating, spreading out dates. I know people don't like this, but it's really effective. Do different things together. Have drinks the first time, walking, going to dinner, an adventure, some type of experience. Don't get into a rut with someone. It artificially makes you feel super comfortable with the person. Mm. And you might end up doing something in a different environment or atmosphere and see them in a totally different light. So make sure to mix it up early on. Good. And of course, wait to introduce them to family. This also artificially rushes things. Yeah. And you just like... It tells a story. Yeah. And then your family is like, what happened to that person? All right. So just one more tip for slow dating. And that is maybe using micro 
micro dating early on. So mm-hmm. this is another really hot dating trend right now. And I thought it's worth talking about. I'm kind of fascinated by it. As I said, not everybody's familiar with it. I was originally going to do just an episode on micro dating, but I thought that the two were related enough to um, combine. So let's talk about what it is. Cool. So micro dating, it's the context of dating, not just relation. Yeah. So basically the reason why I'm um, differentiating here is that you can micro date early in dating, but then there's also lots of literature out there on micro dating within marriages and within relationships. And so mm-hmm. I'm just, um, and so it's kind of two separate things. Okay. So like, we're instead of going on a date, um, date night with your partner, you set up micro dates throughout the week, but that's not what we're talking about because mm-hmm. all of our listeners are single. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> we love you (laughs) so um so it's the act of identifying where you have small amounts of time in your schedule to plan a date rather than scheduling in a big block or planning a date where you don't happen to be booked so for instance you could have a midday coffee like one drink between between work and dinner with friends or take a walk at lunch or, you know, maybe like a weekend brunch, but keeping them like very small windows of time. Mm -hmm. And in fact, what I meant to say here was after brunch, because you have brunch planned with your friends. And so you could see someone maybe you're like after for a midday drink or a midday coffee because Uh you're already out. Oh yeah. Mm. You're already, you've already put your Yes. Mirage on <laughs> to exactly. go outside. Okay. So why would this be helpful? Well, mm-hmm. many of us have very packed schedules and planning an entire night for a date may make it tricky to even date at all. Really narrows how many people you can date at a time too. Yes. If you only have like one open spot um, throughout your right. week. And I've, I've experienced this being like, I seriously don't know when I can plan anything. Cause I have, you know, something every, every evening. Whereas yeah. if you micro date you, um, that adjusts your schedule rather than your schedule adjusting to that. Yeah. And micro dating in the early stages of getting to know someone can help us see if we hit it off before committing too much of our precious time to them. So some yes. pitfalls of dinner dates, or marathon first dates. First of all, I really, really don't recommend going on a dinner date for a first date. It's uh, not fun because if you know when you're getting appetizers that you are not interested in this person, you're like, you're never obliged to stay the whole time. But uh, typically, you may feel pressure to not leave in the middle of a meal right um, <laughs> I mean if a person's okay if they're not horrible yeah, yeah you're not gonna you know just bounce <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so yeah I'd highly recommend just you know doing drinks or coffee or something so then you don't have to stay for like a whole hour if you don't want to but um some additional pitfalls other than just that it's easy to write a story about what it means. Right. You had time to like build up this person in your head and mm-hmm. like have that sense of like knowing them and being comfortable with them. Totally. Um, 
the chemistry can make it hard to be objective after. So you've been exposed to their pheromones more. Like you're feeling yeah. good. You're feeling lovey-dovey. Maybe you cuddled. You, like, yeah. If you spend, you know, the day with someone, because when you meet them, it just feels so good. Mm -hmm. Then yeah, that's going to build up and you're not really going to be able to really think about the practicalities of the potential exactly. relationship. Yeah. You can also artificially bond with someone after spending a lot of time with them. So, you know, uh, it just, it can feel like you're really getting to know someone, even though like objectively you actually don't, you haven't seen them in a lot of situations. You've just seen them for like a six hour stretch, yeah. um, on one day. And that's different than spending, you know, six, one hour dates with someone mm -hmm. over, you know, a month or so like that's i think what i mean you're gonna get a different perspective on that person um and, and i know you can really you can almost feel committed to someone if you've spent the day with them and if it yeah. was you know really great and that makes no sense at all you just met them <laughs> just met them yeah some of the worst relationships that i've known of uh, mostly through friends have been when they ended up like spending most of the day together because they just, you know, didn't want to say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> and then it actually ended up being horrible. Oh no. <laughs> because no one thought about anything except how good the other person felt and how great they kissed. Yeah. And also most of the time that I've heard of when people do spend the day together, it does, you know, lead Love to them. making out and sex and yeah. So speaking of, it can lead to sex before you previously wanted. So some really interesting research Janice found. Well, it's not research, actually. Oh, okay. um, I was trying to, it's a, a blog post that I found on this website, beyondages.com. So I'm not even sure what I was Googling, but something <laughs> about length of dates and, um, what was it that I was trying to look for? I don't know. Statistics on length of first dates. Okay. But, but this is a really douchey thing that this guy was writing on his yeah. blog. And I don't know. It's, I don't know if this is how people generally view long dates, but this is what it says. If you want to have a better chance of hooking up with someone, the first date should take as long as possible. If, however, you have a serious, you have serious intentions and want to build a long-term relationship, it's much better to have multiple shorter dates in the beginning. Once again, this is just one man's point of view, but he goes on. Long dates are incredibly good for hooking up the same day because it takes a bit of time to establish trust with a person after you meet them for the first time. This also builds some rapport, comfort, a deeper connection, and sexual tension. So if you can have a great first date, which lasts four to eight hours, plenty of women will feel they've spent enough time with you to sleep with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there that That's I found very this really convincing reason dickhead. not to do that. <laughs> dickhead um, reason for a long date. I'm not saying this represents the opinion of all men. But, but it doesn't <laughs> represent the opinion of one douche. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I guess it's true. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Um, it's just you don't want someone to be purposely doing that so that you have this false sense of connection with them just so that yes. you will sleep with them. Like, it's, it's like, but again, this is a good way to weed people out. If you say, yeah. I will meet you for one drink, and they say, awesome. And then, you know, they say, okay, great. I'll see you, you know, or not. I'll see you next time, but <laughs> nice yeah. meeting you after one drink rather than trying to push it and push it and push it. Yeah. This might be someone with integrity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it can be really hard to have a meaningful conversation with someone that you just met. So having like, you know, that first date where you just check the vibe, you're like, cool. I have like a little bit of rapport with this person. They're not super awkward. I don't hate their voice. Um, things look okay. Mm -hmm. I'll see them again. Then, you know, like the more meaningful stuff can come later. That first date is not for like exchanging your life story mm -hmm. and your deepest dreams and aspirations. Like, it's really for seeing if you can carry on small talk with someone easily. Yeah. And then if you can, you probably have potential for more meaningful chats down the road. Yeah. But if you can't even have small talk with someone because it's so awkward, you might not want to have a second first date or <laughs> a second you might not want to have a second date. And that is why setting up like a 30 minute coffee, a one hour drinks is a great idea. I'm yeah. a big fan of this approach. Yeah. So some pros of microdating, you get to meet people no matter how busy you are. Um, you can add more fun into a busy week. So interrupt your work day, like taking a short break to kind of like switch gears and feel refreshed, hopefully. Um, you can see how someone respects your boundaries. We talked a lot about that. You can also see what that person's first impression is and like leave it at the first impression instead mm -hmm. of like diluting it with you know the impression over the next few hours right yes yeah. um you can also find out if things are awkward before you commit to a longer date <laughs> really good idea <laughs> um and you know it's low expectations and low stakes you're going to be in and out of there in an hour right. At the very worst, you now have a funny date story that only lasted an hour. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So I did put this out to a few of my matchmaking friends and I just got nothing but thumbs up to this approach um, because you know, they're setting people up constantly on dates. And everyone said that this is, um, oh, a lot of them said that this is actually what they do. Uh, my awesome. friend Julia, she's a matchmaker. She says all of the dates I set up are short drink and small foods, typically not for dinner or longer than an hour. There's no pressure if you don't have a connection. One of my friends, uh, Priyanka from Sparkles Dating app said, I've been on back-to-back -back coffee dates, 30 minutes max. I've met multiple people in a day and haven't felt like I wasted time. It helps to establish some commonalities with no pressure. Hmm. I'm not sure if I would personally do that, but I, you know, I think it's some people genuine, you know, are really looking for connection and companionship. And this is a, I think a good way to vet people and weed people out. Yeah. It's, I'm not sure that that approach specifically having the back-to-back -back dates is exactly in line with the slow dating concept, but I st still think that it can be effective in other ways. Mm-hmm. So another one of my matchmaking friends said, I am a huge proponent of the micro dating, especially for long distance couples. 
In fact, I had a client today do a 20 minute zoom coffee date with a guy who was long distance. They both got their coffee and tea, sat down and chatted long enough to finish their drinks and hung up. Hmm. I'm actually seeing a big trend of people who actually want to meet someone who's out of town, which may be something that we can do um, an episode on in the future. Um, So this can be a good, a good way to find someone. And of course, my friend Christine from 50 Shades of Bullshit, she always chimes in whenever I ask for input. Go and check out her show, please, on YouTube. It's really fun. Yeah. She says, I have an extremely busy schedule. Extremely. Being in Los Angeles, sometimes you have to take moments wherever you can and be able to meet someone to see if you're remotely interested and have chemistry. So it's better to get together quickly, get it over with, and then set up the second date. I'm kind of a fan of it, especially if I don't like them. I love that. Uh Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about some cons of micro dating. So we are always mindful of not saying should, um, you know, so yeah, let's, let's talk about some pitfalls here. So some people might take the entire length of the date to like, start to relax and and warm up and yeah yeah you know, I read that some introverts on. thought that this was a horrible approach because <laughs> they're all they're so anxious when they meet someone that they need longer than 30 minutes to you know sink into the conversation and let all of that go and so this mm. um was too um intimidating for them yeah yeah so that's a potential pitfall um, a coffee date could feel like a job interview for some people. It's just like, bam, 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 question, question, question. Yeah. Okay, bye. Uh, my people will get back to your people. Um, also, I have actually had interviews in coffee shops. And so for me, I don't, I never do coffee dates. I just, I don't think it's <sighs> sexy. I know some people love it, but it just doesn't feel Ooh. Uh, enticing to me to meet yeah. someone in a coffee shop. Okay. Um, so having to get right to the point can make some people more anxious. So like if they weren't anxious for the date before, now they're like, I only have an hour to do yeah. this. Ah! Um, and having things so structured can just make people feel tense in and of itself. Like I know that I am a pretty flowy person, go with the flow mm-hmm. structure, doesn't make me happy usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a situation like this i can definitely see the appeal and i i would be practicing that if i were dating strangers right now so <laughs> yeah i'm i'm i actually think that this is a format that <laughs> works works well for me i've done it many times yeah. um I, I do like to have the alcohol but i also like to have the <laughs> the time yeah. restraints all right so how to actually do this i found a really cute article are you ready for micro dating the new trend for short and sweet meetups and it was on u.co.uk and by the way i actually found way more articles and blog posts um from Britain than I did America. So it seems like this is a little more popular there. Um, I'm not exactly sure why, but a lot of uh, what I read for this came from, yeah, English websites. Mm. So 
Uh, I don't know who wrote it though. Oh, well. All right. Six steps to planning the perfect brief encounter. Number one, don't feel guilty about suggesting a micro date. Again, we're going back to boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. A simple, I could meet you for an hour for coffee at four, or I'm free from one to two for a quick lunch is polite and manages expectations from the onset outset. Mm -hmm. Prepare some conversation starters. On a short date, there's less time to warm up. So have a few opening questions at the ready. A fail-safe option is to build on what you already know. For example, something they mentioned on their dating profile or the mutual friend who set you up. Hmm. I might ask someone if they're into true crime and if so, Hmm. what their favorite true crime podcast is. What about you, Claire? Oh, oh, or also, um, where's the favorite place that you've traveled is something I love to talk oh, about yeah. on the first date. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Ooh, I'm on the spot. Uh, oh, sorry. I would, I would <laughs> some to talk about their animals. They have okay. animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something, I mean, cause, uh, here's, here's a hot tip. Um, uh, they've done research with, um, with dogs that shows that having a dog in the room, like smooths the social interaction because the people's attention, instead of being on each other and like having all that pressure and anxiety, they're both able to focus on the dog and have a shared conversation about something that they're like mutually interested in and think is cute. And it kind of takes the pressure off. And so like, yeah, maybe don't bring your dog on like this one hour date, but like asking about someone's pet is a really good way to like help them relax and talk about a subject that usually they're like really happy to talk about. Um, And and I also would not bring your pet, but you could ask to see a picture or show a picture of your pet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People enjoy that as well. And yeah, yeah, that does, that's a very relaxed thing to do. Exactly. Probably really, um, allows your guard to go down when you're showing yeah exactly and it's like you know that's cute I like that yeah hopefully they love their pet and so you see what they act like about something yes oh that's wonderful that's a great tip personally I prefer to date people without without pets exactly Uh, so that wouldn't be the great (laughs) great option for you you're like (laughs) but show me Um, pictures of where you've traveled perhaps yeah exactly which is why I don't like the pet thing because yeah it's harder to travel exactly the travel thing for me is like less like exciting i don't know uh yeah i don't know hey different strokes for different folks exactly yeah so stay focused before you meet decide five things you want to know about your date and then direct the conversation accordingly this way you maximize your micro date and avoid meandering small talk so um if you only have 30 minutes let's pack a punch baby yeah, be like, so <laughs> let's go. <laughs> um, pick your venue wisely. So if you're going for lunch, choose somewhere you know that has fast service. If you're going for coffee, avoid the trending cafe where the baristas spend 15 minutes perfecting the foam on your flat white. I love it. And if you're microdating to stop costs from spiraling, which is like a big plus for microdating, skip the bar with the 20 pound cocktails (laughs) (laughs) for $20 cocktails. Actually, 20 pounds, um, that's like 30 bucks, isn't it? Um, Is it the other way? It's the other uh, way around, right? 
that no, it's more um, here well or less actually here. currently it's like uh the euro is 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 at like 90 something percent of the dollar so it's actually it used to be like 1.3 times pretty uh -huh. much okay. consistently um but it's uh very close right now because of um fun inflation stuff right. um but yeah, yeah. It, so twenty dollars, twenty twenty pound cocktail would be like a twenty five dollar drink, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy. Or... I mean, that is an expensive drink. I love that for a date because it's yeah. probably a great cocktail. But first date, <laughs> I mean, come on, make it special. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So be punctual when your date is only due to last for an hour. Being fifteen minutes late is not the way to go um that's a quarter of your precious time lost yeah. already so you know definitely be punctual and uh you know the other person should be punctual as well, well that, that's actually a perfect example of someone respecting your boundaries because if you say that you're having 30 minutes or an hour date and if the person shows up 15 minutes late they're yeah. i mean what are they assuming that you're going to extend the time mm -mm. why would you yeah exactly so yeah and i know that's like one i think that's a really common thing that happens on like dates that come off of the apps is that people are just like late and yeah. just it's like it's yeah just have terrible stories about people just being so disrespectful so i think it's a thing that's actually just common generally today people think it's just cool to rock up late to stuff yeah. <laughs> no. And if you're going to be late for a date, I think if you don't give, if you don't tell the person like an hour ahead of time, yeah, I mean, that's pretty bad. And you're going to have to really make up for it if the person allows you to take them out again. Yeah. Which <laughs> they don't have to. So right. end the date with confidence, stick to your time limit and don't feel awkward wrapping things up. Say, I can't believe it's been an hour already. It was lovely to meet you. Mm -hmm walk out <laughs> exit stage right um so well this was fun i would love to hear from people about how it's going for you dating again after your breakup are these tips things that you are following does this help you what are you finding difficult we like doing these moving on episodes as we said and it helps us to know you know what people want to talk about what people are experiencing out there so yeah let us know mm, let us know yep. well we will speak to your ears again next week and until then have a wonderful week and weekend yep. you've got this and we're if you're dating um this weekend make <gasps> yeah, it a let micro us know how it goes <laughs> we would love to hear <laughs> yeah have a blast everyone yes all right bye. bye thank you for listening to x files a podcast about breakups broken hearts and moving on if you liked this episode please help others find us by leaving a review on apple podcasts or by following the show on spotify and if you'd like to connect more with us and learn about break approaching find us on instagram at x files podcast